Hello and welcome to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Life. This week it's myself, Hugo Monnier, and the tallest man in showbiz, Vernon Kay, bringing you the podcast. Every week we bring you exclusive chats from inside the England camp and this week is no exception. On this episode, Vernon sits down with a big guy making an even bigger name for himself. When we were in Brunei, we, said, we kind of thought about it and we were like, oh no, you know, that's a bit a long shot and then got here and they said one day that could be you and then once now we're here like my, my parents they still can't believe it either we get to know England winger Joe Thokana singer so it's Ratu Trosateki Tuivanovo Wanganivalu that kind of singer can't get that uh, back you just call me Joe so. yeah <laughs> as well as getting to know Joe Courtney Laws George Ford and Jack Singleton set the record straight in a round of underrated overrated you need to get into it that's it's um, brilliant socially, and you just need one every now and then to get you through the day, don't you? Surely. So cliquey, isn't it? Yeah, so it, is. it is. I mean... Come and join us and find out. So without further ado, let's get stuck into it. Here's what happened when Vernon met Joe Fockin' a singer. It's a pleasure to welcome Chief Joe, King of the New Place, the warship with spears of the sun. Uh, Joe, that's your real name. That's the, the actual translation of your real Fijian name. Is that right? Yeah. So how would you say your Fijian name? What is the translation? So it's Ratu Trosateki Tuivanovo Wanganivalu, that kind of singer. You can't get that on the back you of your shirt. Call me Joe, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you must be really proud of your Fijian roots and Fijian culture. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, sounds cliche, but like a lot of people say remember your roots, so... Um, I do that a lot and I get my grandmother calling me sometimes just saying, just remember where you're from. So that's nice, yeah. And your father was in the army, yeah. right? And you did a lot of travelling as a kid. How was that growing up? And how did your parents keep installing in you that, you know, you're from Fiji and yeah. we have a great culture and we're a, a, a great community? That was the best part of my childhood, just moving around different different countries. And um, what was so good about it was just, those other Fijian families with you that would move around so the culture's always there uh, like Christmas or whenever it just would always have like my dad would go drink kava and then everyone would come over and do that and so you'd always you'd always be reminded of like your culture and stuff so you never really got away but yeah I, I, I loved I loved moving around and like not forgetting about my culture but experience other cultures um, so seeing like the, how the Germans lived and then like moving into Brunei and all that stuff so yeah it's all good what is the the kind of foundation of a Fijian family? Because we've spoken before to a lot of the Pacific Islander boys, and it's it seems to be a lot of communication, yeah. a lot of family through the whole family tree, not just uh, your generation, but obviously the generations uh, in the past as well, uh, and a lot of communication. You know, there yeah. seems to be a lot of love amongst uh, the boys, parents, grandparents, great grandparents. Yeah. Is it the same? Yeah, definitely. Fiji? Yeah, yeah, it's all the same. Um, you know the grandparents. You, they. There's a lot of great. food. Is there a lot of food involved? There's a lot of food. Uh, <laughs> so when there's a big get together, there's a lot of food. So uh, obviously, I don't eat all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, every time everyone's together, there's loads of food. It's just everything. It's just everything's full on and quite extra. So it's good. Good man. Did your dad instill in you any of anything that he learned whilst he was in the army? He tried to make us do like we had to like make our beds every morning and like, do it properly. It lasted a couple like a, a week and then it just <laughs> it went. Yeah, um, I'm with my mum's voice, so my mum just she's like, "Don't worry, I'll do it for you." Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I think just what I love is just experience like, the army culture and stuff mm. and being able to see what they do. And what did your family know looking back with everything uh, that they taught you as as a young man? What do they 
think of you representing England, playing for the Red Rolls and, and standing out there and representing your country? When we were in Brunei, we, said, we, were, we, we kind of thought about it and we were like, oh, no, you know, that's a bit of a long shot. And then... Really? Yeah. Just because like, I, was, I was in Brunei, I haven't been in England in a while. And then got here and they said one day that could be you. And then once now we're here, like, they, my, my parents, I think they, they're, they're more excited than I am, really. Mum always cries like every time I go play. My sister's quite emotional and a bit extra, but she'll, she'll cry as well. But yeah, they're all, they're all really proud and they still can't believe it either. You didn't get into rugby until 14. Was there any particular reason why you were a, a late guy being introduced to, to rugby? Um, Is it because of the travelling? Yeah, and I, I just remember because I spent five years in Germany, um, all we did was just play football. Mm. And you were quite good at football. You were in the back four, right? Yeah, I, I say that, but... That's what someone's uh, written on your Wikipedia page. Every time I say I'm quite good at football, <laughs> I get loads of messages saying, no, you're not. Um, I'll say I am, but... Um, I think we just always played football week in, week out. And then I remember once where I played, because the, the rugby was on the Sunday. And for like Islanders, it's it's bad to play on Sunday. Like it's, it's supposed to be at church. So you can't play on Sundays. But then I, I went once and I, I missed the bus to like a tournament. And I was like, I'm never playing rugby again. But then it's not until, surprisingly, not until I moved to Brunei, it all like kicked off. How long did it take you as a, as a young man to adjust to the different cultures, like being in Germany, being in Brunei, coming from Fiji and then going to England and being introduced to London Irish? How long did it take you to adjust? Because let's go down to the basics. The food is different in yeah. all of those places. Yeah, yeah. So for a young man who's, you know, you're, you're a unit, let's be honest, yeah. so a guy's constantly feeding himself, how long did it take you to adjust to and find what you liked in those different countries? Luckily about our family, we just eat anything. Anyway. <laughs> but... Um... I think the main thing was my mum's cooking. We just always love that. But um, I think the main main thing I struggled with coming here was just the the level of the level of the rugby here. This is Jamie George, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. More from Big Joe shortly. But right now, Jack Singleton, Courtney Dawes, and George Ford tell us what they think is getting too much hype or not enough. Hi there, my name's Jack Singleton. I'm sat here with George Ford and Courtney Laws and we're going to play a game of underrated, overrated. So we're going to start off with Love Island. Overrated. Overrated. I, I just feel like it's getting a little bit too like it's scripted. So I can't take it seriously anymore in terms of what's actually going on in there. They're obviously being told what to do. Coffee. Overrated. Vastly overrated. I'd have to Massively underrated. That. Do you not like coffee, you two? No, you need to get into it, lads. It's um, brilliant socially. <laughs> and you just need one every now and then to get you through the day, don't you? Surely. Yeah. So cliquey, isn't it? Yeah, so it, is. it is. I mean, like you hear about CrossFitters being cliquey, but I reckon <laughs> I reckon coffee people are even worse. Come and join us and find out. <laughs> stuffed crust pizza? Overrated. I'd never go for stuffed crust pizza. Never. I see. I'm Overrated. I know I asked the questions, but underrated. Really? Yeah, Way overrated. Cross. Italian base, mate. Come on. Dipped in garlic. What's Got to think about your glucose intake. <laughs> What's it stuffed with? Cheese. Okay. Which is underrated. There's well. not enough cheese on the pizza for you already. <laughs> no. Okay. You can never have enough, mate. Um, Come on, mate. There's a lot on that list. Ed you Underrated. You heard his new album? Yeah, brilliant. Do you like it? I haven't actually listened Did to it. Did you not? Yet, maybe, you, maybe you have a listen. Of course, you can't. Are you a cheering fan or? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say he's underrated or overrated. I think he's yeah. about where he needs to be. I mean, he's a very talented man, and he's a very rich man, and therefore he's doing all right, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. I have, I've seen him live, though. He was pretty good live, to be fair to him. We'll go bids. <laughs> Overrated, definitely. <laughs> Overrated because I can't grow a good one. You? Yeah, um, underrated. No, I reckon they're about where they need to be as well. If you can grow a good beard, which I can't, but I try to. What's Gravy. Good? Underrated. More than <laughs> yeah, we're underrated. That's, yeah, underrated. Not, that's not even a, yeah. a debate. More ratings from that trio later on in the pod. But now, let's hear the second part of Werner's chat with Joe Fockin, a singer. So let, let's talk about your introduction then to rugby. Uh, have you always been a big guy? Kind of, yeah. A little bit fat, but uh, I hope that's changed now. So, yeah. Well, the, the, do you know what? I, I was, I was going to save this for a little bit later on, but I noticed that you're quite lazy because you don't like running around people. You'd rather run over them, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> <laughs> is that something that you want to do you just want to throw the hammer down straight away and let them know that you're there yeah I, I look I was actually think about that today I kind of like going into the games and showing that like, I'm not here to mess about and yeah I just want to be like oh like, there's, more, there's more to come so because I think I, I would imagine that the way that you play it is psychologically if you're the first one to strike a blow as in you run over them or you go face to face they think this guy just loves the contact. Yeah. He's not bothered about sidestepping me. He's yeah. going to come straight at me. So therefore, I would imagine that the reason why you do that is to make them think twice about how they're going to stand yeah. when they set themselves up for the tackle. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of weird because I've never really thought about it this year. Then before the Wales game, I kind of thought, uh, you know, I want to go in there and be, I, just, I just want to smash someone for first thing I do. And, and do, you, do you enjoy the physicality of the game? Yeah, and not until like, after the game, I'm like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> I feel it now. When you were growing up, let, let's go back to your, your introduction to rugby, uh, was that something you're taught or is that something that comes natural? So I, w- I used to watch my dad a lot and he used to do exactly the same. Um, so he played number eight and I saw that and I remember we always used to go watch him and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, and then me and my brother try and do it and I'd sit my brother down all the time. But yeah, was just seeing my dad doing it and I think he kind of passed that down to us. It's a great talent and a great skill to have uh, because it's kind of another weapon in your arsenal, isn't it? Yeah. Fear. Yeah. You know, if you can instill that fear into the opponent, then they're not going to go back there or they're not going to want to go yeah. back there. So therefore, you've got a, an advantage already yeah. pre-contact. The reason why I mention this is because JJ said you're a freak. 120 kgs, is it? No, I, I was. I hit it some at some point during the camp. Um, but I'm like 116, 17 at the moment. So you're 116 and you're when you first went down to... Bath, you smashed the was it fifty meter record yeah. sprinting. Yeah. So you've got a lot of momentum yeah. <laughs> going into the challenge. So you've got that in your arsenal. What else do you think are one of your best attributes to your game? I think just like offloading and you know breaking a tackle and trying to find the offload. Yeah, I try and bring that out and try and mix up my game and not always be about physicality. So you've had a very successful progression from London Irish when you started, but yeah. it was difficult yeah. for you, wasn't it, to, to yeah. integrate into the team? Yeah. Just uh, talk to us about that and, and what happened. Um, I remember from before I joined London Irish, it got quite it was, it was quite easy for me. Like, what you was, mean the game itself? Yeah, as in like, I was quite talented and I didn't know what hard work was, so I thought everything came quite easy. Signed for Irish on like seventeen, 
and did the training then my hand like my, even though I was quite big my body wasn't ready for the running the physicality and in my head I, I remember saying I was like I can't do this I'd miss training and then one year that whole year I kind of was like oh I'm just going to drag this out and see how, how long I can last just try and cruise it yeah just try and cruise it and, and then the second year we got relegated and then something in me was like this this could be a year so yeah I took the opportunity and then since then have you uh, you've worked on sports psychology yeah. to improve your game how much does sports psychology help you as a player what does it do to make you better one it helps you train better play better I used to make a lot of mistakes during the game and then I didn't really have the skill to be able to be like oh next job blah blah, blah. so a psychologist I worked with gave me like words and stuff that I can live by you kind of think about it like trains, you know, one's positive, one's negative. It's up to you which one you get on and it's always going to go out. So I think when you're, once you're professional playing, you're you're not playing or training, you're at home and you're like, oh, I could have done this bit and you kind of beat yourself up about it and um, you see stuff on media. I think I think that's a, one of the main skills I've um, picked up on. It's interesting how there is a balance, right, between relaxing, sitting in front of the TV and then going out, smashing the gym, doing some cardio. Yeah. Is it difficult to find that balance, though? Not really. Not when you're, cause when you're training at the clubs, like, we have so much free time afterwards. I think it's quite nice just I just like completely shut everything down and just, just relax and completely forget about rugby and, and then kind of like refresh. Um, so I think that's why quite a lot of boys go on holidays after like camps and stuff. Favourite holiday destination? Bali, I think, yeah, Bali. Oh, do you get all zen? No. No? No, Just, no. All right. <laughs> we'll not go into what I get up to uh, on your holidays. So uh, let's talk about the first moment that you pulled on an England jersey. Can you remember it? Yeah, the whole build-up to it, because I remember Eddie told me, I think a week before, so that was a South Africa week, he, he told me, Joe, you're going you're gonna to start next week. And I was like, oh, no. Um, but lucky, why, why were you a little apprehensive? Because I went into that camp, I was thinking, oh, I've got a good chance of playing, but then I never really like believed in it, so I was quite excited. And but luckily, I had like, all that two weeks just to build up and um, get your mind right. Get my mind right. I think what I enjoyed most was the, the whole build up of that whole week, like the selection, and then us doing the training, the game training, and then the the bus through Twickenham. I think that's my favourite part of like the whole day. Just a, a lot of players say that. Yeah, the journey is fine, but when you see the stadium, that's when you start to. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and get everything set. Out. Yeah. Do you um, have any? Is there a specific way in set in the in the way that you set out your locker? Are you suspicious? Do you have any? You ring during family and no, no. Um, like that? So I kind of I try and sort everything out on my phone. Like as in, if I need, I need to make sure the tickets are done before I get on the bus because if not, I just stress out about that. But then I get on the bus and then I don't really like I play some like, relaxing tunes and and then once I get in. I walk. I get off the bus and walk through. I put something quite upbeat, but no, nothing in the locker room. I always go before the warm. I run out and I'll touch every every pole, the flag of of my half, and then just come around and do my warm up. And, then, have to, and yeah. then you're up and running. Yeah, I have to touch up all all four thingies. All four corner flags. All four, yeah, I like that. Why yeah. is that? Is that something you've done for a long time, or is, uh, it, is that a new thing? I've something I've done for life. I think Irish. I started it. I, it was a bit longer last time, but. I had to like show it because I was just like I need to warm up now. <laughs> <laughs> you just catch me walking around the pitch. Who who in camp do you hang around with? Who who are your kind of camp buddies? Everyone really, but uh, a lot of boys are quite big on Fortnite, so I play a bit of Fortnite. So we, yeah, me, Nolsey, and Slady, JJ, 
Dickie's quite good. He's one of the best. We've spoken to him. Uh, world champion number one, right? Yeah, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Unbelievable. He'd make so much money if he streamed on that as well. <laughs> don't don't uh, encourage him. <laughs> he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we try, he's, he's the best. So. That's, a, that's a good idea for a sideline. I know the RFU are in the, are in the house, but uh, imagine if we got the England squad streaming their Fortnite yeah. uh, shenanigans. That would yeah. be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Joel, we have to congratulate you on your selection Thank of you. the 31 for Japan. It's exciting times, but obviously there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. And I, 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 we have no doubt that Eddie is the kind of guy who will not let focus slip. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think you personally have got to do to maintain that high standard of play, first of all, but also your mental ability? I think um, just not think too far ahead. And so I'm trying I'm trying to take every week as it comes and have a, like a goal, what I can focus on. You know, can I achieve these these three things by the end of the week? But now that games are in, like, it's more, I would say it's more easier, but like you've got something more to focus on now. Hi, this is Ben Youngs, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. We'll be back with Joe and Vernon very soon, but let's hear the second part of Underrated, Overrated with Courtney Laws, George Ford and Jack Singleton. Scented candles. Overrated. Very overrated. Yeah. Disney remakes. Very... Overrated. Very. Very. Politicised. Rubbish. Nothing's ever as good as the... Exactly. OG. Yeah, the... the OG was good. Okay, Jungle Book was a pretty good film. Yeah, maybe, to yeah. To be fair. Poached eggs. Say overrated. Yeah. I, like, I like a fried egg. More calories, but... Do you know the thing with poached eggs? You can get some terrible poached eggs. I think a good poached egg's massively underrated. But what like, the chances are you getting a good one? What about a boiled egg? No, disgusting. No, 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 not hard-boiled, soft-boiled egg. Yeah, where it's still runny in the middle. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, like dip, dip the, the toasted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nasty. Those are good, those are underrated, I haven't had them for a long time. Musicals, a little bit overrated. I enjoyed a couple, but then I don't think they live up to the hype as much. Yeah, I mean, um, The Greatest Showman, what do you think to that? I haven't seen it. No way, God, you've seen <laughs> The Greatest Showman. Very cringe. <laughs> do you not do you not like the music in it, Hugh Jackman? I went, do I go with you, lads? Yeah, I think you might have done, yeah. There was like, what, 12 of us? Yeah. There was a lot of us. And I've I mean, never... it's not a film you watch with the lads, is no, it? No, <laughs> I've never felt so awkward in my entire life. While Hugh Jackman was just breaking down his song every 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, massively yeah. overrated. Okay. I'm not a big fan. Cheers, guys. But up next, the final part of our chat with Big Joe. All right, Joe, quick fire questions. Uh, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Army. Uh, keep the family tradition going. Yeah. What's your favourite place on earth? Fiji. Is the right answer. Because you would have got in trouble if you yeah. said anywhere else. Uh, what's your signature dish? Do you cook? Um, so we're all coming round to Joe's for dinner. What's on the table? Delivery bags. Oh, that is such a copper. <laughs> you oh, can't God. say that. Come on. Honestly, I'd, kids usually cook, but I don't really cook. All right. Um, all right, let's, let, let's start from the ground and work our way up. Cornflakes, you can do that. Yes, yeah. All right. Cheese on toast. Yeah. All right. Uh, beans on toast with cheese on the toast. Too much effort. All right, fair enough. We'll stop right there. Uh, what's your spirit animal and why? Um, a lion? No. You're like a lion no. with a rhino. <laughs> right, you, or, or, no. you, you're the speed of a lion and the, and the size of a rhino. I'd say Black Panther because I actually dressed up as Black Panther for one of our socials. Oh, brilliant. What was the last gift you gave someone? Good question. 
I bought my nephew a England rugby jersey. You didn't buy it, you got it off the staff at the RFU. Let's no, I, I bought. All right, fair enough. <laughs> when, when was the last time you were starstruck? When I saw Daniel Craig actually watching, uh, yes. watching the game. He was at the Welsh game. Yeah, a lot of boys were just like looking at the TV or like, oh, what's we looking at? I was like, oh no. Yeah, Bond was uh, there. Yeah. James Bond was actually there. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve and does anyone in the England camp do it? A lot, during the meetings, a lot of like tapping and it just keeps going. I'm like, oh no. If you could have any three people to come round to yours for your Deliveroo dinner, uh, who would they be? You can, they can either be no longer with us or yeah. still living and breathing. Barack Obama, Bob Lazar. Do you know who he is? No, go on, explain. He's just uh, done a Netflix do- documentary about uh, Area 51. Yes. And he's the and one that leaked the... Would you, if you were invited and you had time, would you go to the Area 51 party? What, the storm? Were they going to storm it? Yeah. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, right? It's interesting. And I can tell you now, for a fact, aliens exist. Yeah. We had a conversation in dinner last night, actually. Yeah. Had like a 20-minute conversation about it. and uh, I, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, describe your dancing style in three words. Slick. Ooh, well, you don't need two more. That'll do. That's, that, that'll do, Joe. Uh, Joel, thank you very much. Thank it's been you. an absolute Cheers. pleasure and a joy. And that's all we have for you this week. It's great to get to know one of England's rising stars. So cheers to that, Joe. And a big thanks to Courtney, George and Jack for keeping us entertained. And I wonder if George has got them out for coffee yet. We'll keep you posted on that. We're back again next week with more behind-the-scenes access from Japan. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your pods from. As well as these pods, make sure you check out the the behind-the-scenes documentary series, Rising Suns. It takes you everywhere from the team hotel to the change room. So check it out on England Rugby's YouTube channel. Until next time, enjoy all the amazing rugby that's on offer, and we'll catch you again next week.